Hey, it's Fergus here. And Azim over here. And we are in boss mode. And what an addition we've got this time around. Um, should we get straight into it? Yeah. Do you want to go for what we've been playing? Just now. Oh, right. Okay, or, yeah. or what we've been playing generally. Let's, let's, let's talk about what we just did right now. Okay. I think that's smart because it's fresh in our memories. You, you did a very, very clever thing. Uh, I don't know if it was clever uh, because it was very expensive. But uh, I th I, I'm starting to think it was worth it. I'm starting to think it was worth it. I, I, I really think it was. I think, I think people like you will go down in the annals of history <laughs> for being the, uh, the early adopters of something that is clearly going to change the world. We're, of course, talking about VR. HTC Vive. Yeah, I just got it yesterday, and I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. A lot of fun with it. I've done VR before. Like I had the development kit for the Oculus Rift. And I tried it, and I was really impressed by it, but it eventually just started collecting dust for me. Right. Um, because it had a few issues with it, like it was a lot lower resolution, mm. and it was just so hard to set up, and like the games, sometimes they would glitch out, and all kinds of like bugs. And I suppose you can expect that from a development kit. But I switched over to the uh, HTC Vive because there's a couple, like, like the Oculus... They're charging a lot for the extras. Like the controllers aren't even out yet. Really? And you have to buy them separately okay. from the initial, initial outlay for the Oculus. Which is still like, it's cheaper, but it's still quite expensive. So I went for the Vive because I heard great things. And yeah, it's incredible. Mm. What did you think? I've still got a little bit of VR blindness, to be honest. Like I keep, I keep looking at the room we're sat in right now, imagining it's a, it's a virtual reality space. Which is quite weird. Okay. Um, yeah, but it was amazing. I loved it. It, it was it was everything I hoped it would be, and everything I was kind of scared it would be at the same time. Because okay. I'd I'd seen plenty of people try the Oculus. I'd seen people go on on the VR roller coasters and things like that, and I'd even seen people trying out actual games in it, like the the, the bow and arrow thing. Yeah, and thought yeah, it looks it looks fun, but that that the the attention to detail that it, it genuinely. <laughs> I mean, in, the, in the lab demo, in yeah. The, the... But also, also in in the game we just played, it's 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 uh, there's so many possibilities. I mean, that's yeah. the point. It's such a I can't think of anything that isn't an, a, a, a crazy cliche that hasn't been said already, but it does yeah. transport you to that place. I, I think it's really different. Uh, so you know, you when you see people on the roller coaster thing, and yeah, it looks alright, but you're not super impressed by mm. it. Um, but once you're using it, and there's a narrative. You know, there's a narrative to the game you're playing. It makes a world of difference. Mm. So uh, the game we just played was Accountancy by um, Squanch Tendo, which is Justin Roiland and Crows, Crows, Crows. Uh, and, and that was just, it was hilarious. It was absolutely mm. hilarious. The script is classic. That classic Justin Roiland unscripted feel to it. Yeah. And it's, it's hilarious and a bit twisted and, <laughs> and all the things you'd want it to be. It's a short game. It's, yeah, it's a very short game. I think it's, I think it, they put it out there to be more like a, a proof of concept. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because they only announced recently that they're teaming up to do something. So, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to see like a fully fledged, I don't know, Meeseeks in VR or something. <laughs> well, that yeah. was the thing about that game, about account accountancy, that, the, the, that, that thing where you, you keep putting on new VR glasses. So you put on a VR set and you're in a different world. And in that world, you can put on another pair of VR glasses, and then you're in another world, world within a world, within a world, within a world. That's classic Rick and Morty stuff, isn't it? Yeah, that could be an episode. Yeah. Um, it is kind of an episode of the dreamers. 
actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I love that you can reach out and we both had the experience just now of there's a bit in in the game where there's a table in front of you and we both quite naturally had the urge to rest on the table. Yeah, yeah. And there's pl- plenty of clips on... Um, actually, I, I saw this clip the other day of um, uh, the snooker player, I forget his name, the, the really famous one. <sighs> oh, uh, there's Steve Davis from no, the 80s. No, no, no. Hurricane Higgins, a more recent. Um, yeah. It's going to bug me now. Mm. But anyway, he was playing VR pool or VR snooker or something. And he tried to lean on the table, and he just mm. he just oh. fell down. <laughs> of course, of course he did. It's yeah. right there, and it's physical. Like these things, when you draw the bow back, yeah. And there's just a little bit of vibration in the, in in the controller, and what you're seeing, those are the only things having an effect on you. Mm. But that bow has a physical weight. It has a tensile strength that somehow you can feel. Yeah. Do you know what? I was only in 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 the squanch uh, squanch tendo game for like what like 15 minutes max yeah. just then yeah. and I, I feel it I do feel it in my eyes yeah. like it's quite but but that's the the only downside as far as I can see yeah um because wow that's quite a transformative ex- a formative experience for me yeah. but yeah that was amazing that, that was, was amazing incre- yeah it's, it's incredible I'm lo- really looking forward to the possibilities yeah you know um, I've still got to try so many games I've got other games that I want to try there's um, also like some uh a tool that comes with with the headset which is uh, like you can paint in 3D oh, amazing. Uh, which looks really really cool it's yeah. by Google it's called Tilt Brush okay um, and yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to trying that out yeah uh, and uh, I may eventually try a horror game Oof. I, I don't know if I'll be able to um, to stomach it but I will try it out I don't want to you know rule it out the only problem I'd have is if there were things coming up behind you. That that is where it would it would be. That's almost unfair of okay. the VR because yeah. that would be such an easy way of scaring someone in VR. Um, but yes, as you said before, the possi- possibilities are endless. I, I am concerned with how you'd move around a space. Yeah, as I mentioned. Well, I, I think in the lab game, the way you have to point at the ground. I eventually I felt pretty okay doing that. Mm. Like uh, there's another demo where you can. You, it's just a model of the solar system mm. with the planets moving around and the sun in the middle, and you can pick up the planets and throw them <laughs> around and stuff, uh, which of course I did. Um, and I felt like I, as I was moving around the room, I felt pretty natural, just pointing at the floor and mm. you know stepping over there. Um, <clears throat> of course, that kind of breaks up the flow and breaks the immersion a bit, but. You know, it's not going to be perfect unless you get one of those ground, those, uh, like, I don't know, eight-way, uh, uh, forget what they're called. I want like to say Travelator. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the thing out of Community. Yeah. Almost looks like a miniature um, trampoline or something. Yeah. But, it, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it moves underneath you, I guess. Yeah, actually, I remember... Uh, like when I was young, my cousin had this this one which you put on the ground and you could play fighting games with. Awesome. And you you could kick and your character would kick, but it was like the Sega. It was like Sega Genesis or something like that. It was so crazy. Well, this brings me back to this idea of you, you can surely only have a have a character in VR, a playable character that is as fit as you. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're running across Skyrim or the Wasteland. Um, 
I'd, I'd get pretty knackered pretty quickly. Skyrim's coming out in VR, right? That's what I heard. And I also heard there were Fallout 4 VR rumours as well. Yeah, Fallout 4... No, no I think they actually said that it's going to happen, but I feel like... I think that's a, quite a way off. Skyrim is actually out soon. Right. Like, the remastered edition comes out end of this month? Any second now, yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be a VR. That's going to be mm. interesting to try. Mm. I wonder. I, I wonder if that's going to be controller or to move. I don't know. I guess it must be. You have a touchpad on that. It would make sense to move forward. Yeah. By pressing forward. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to try that out. Um, that's one thing I haven't experienced yet on it on on the VR that we just tried out on both the Valve kind of lab and the Scrunch Tendo game. Was the feeling of movement. Yeah. You've been on the roller coaster thing though, so you, and you've uh, yeah, felt that. I, I've been on the roller coaster on the development kit. Uh, I, I've also played um, Project Cars Racing, um, and the, the, the car, the racing was really good. Mm. Um, and when I was on the roller coaster, I my heart rate increased. I started sweating. Um, right. So it is, and and to to be honest, the graphics were a lot worse. Mm. So there was less immersion. I'd like to say. So I don't know, right. uh, motion. I'm kind. I kind of like being in control of my motion. Yeah. You know. But like, say, say if you were. This is maybe too precise a thing to be talking about now because I'm sure they'll work it out. But say if you're running across a plane, a flat land, or if you're just a piece of flat ground yeah. in VR, and you're controlling it by moving your thumb onto the forward bit of like as you would in a normal computer game, you're pressing forward basically. Um, would you have, even though you'd be standing still in the real world, would you have a kind of running bounce in your vision as you go along? No, I don't think, I don't think that should be included. Um, I think that's going to cause a lot of motion sickness. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll make it so that everyone isn't sick as soon as they start playing yeah, it because they, yeah, yeah. they might find they lose some money on that. Yeah. Um, just, just while we're talking about, well, there's a couple of things we've already mentioned that I wanted to talk about as well horror games um, leads me to talk about uh, Black Mirror yeah have you started watching I know series I of that um, uh, the first episode's really really good but very predictable in fact Community did an episode where like beat for beat the same stuff happened except it was in a 22 minute episode of Community and was funny yeah. whereas the Black Mirror thing stretches it out over an hour and you kind of know it's basically that the, the episode of um, uh, Community where some app developers come in and they everyone starts rating each other out of five five stars yeah. and, and that actually feeds into a general a genuine social value um, and you can kind of get ostracised or in the inner circle through that yeah so Black Mirror does that but it's second episode Playtest directed by Dan Trachtenberg who directed Ten Cloverfield Lane and The Portal No Escape short um, he does a, a an episode of Black Mirror this season called Playtest that's about a guy experiencing like ultra virtual reality mm. uh, it's not even it's augmented reality it's an augmented reality horror game basically okay. so he it, it, I mean being Black Mirror obviously it goes to some crazy places and is barely about this this central conceit at all in terms of its running time only like five minutes is about this but this guy gets put in a house and the augmented reality starts haunting the house. In it, but it's, it's all part of his mind and it's, it's 
yeah, it's 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 a really really cool thing. And and two reasons to bring it up on this podcast. One is it's a really really good bit of telly, really good bit of sci-fi telly with some awesome twists uh, at the end. Crazy last five minutes. Um, but also it has dozens of references to uh, survival horror computer games. Okay, like loads cool. of loads of well, well Charlie Brooker is quite a gamer isn't he yeah he used to do game uh, games wipe games wipe games wipe yeah um, uh, back in the day he used to re- he wrote he wrote for PC uh, PC not PC world that's a shop PC something <laughs> PC One gamer the, yeah maybe I don't think it was PC gamer it was another it was another video game magazine with PC in the title maybe okay. PC gamer but yeah but there's little there's little things like this guy is, is being told to go through a door and at one point, this voice who's telling him to go through the door says, would you kindly go through the door? And it's just a tiny, like, anyone who's played Bioshock through to the end will know that would you kindly is a key, key phrase for that, for that game. Yeah. There's, like, little things like that thrown all the way through. It was really, really nice to see some mainstream telly with some proper references in it. And uh, I, yeah, I, I feel like that's only going to increase. Like, the, the generation, like, uh, the teenagers now uh, who are going to be kind of the the working force soon it's it's like gaming is a part of life now like even it's taking over sports like ESPN has an esports section do you know that like if you go into their website there's a section that says esports that's great yeah of course you know and every time you go there obviously you get the obligatory comments oh what the hell is this doing on ESPN and stuff but there's plenty more people actually mm-hmm. talking about the you know whatever the news piece is amazing know? Right. Which is really cool, and yeah, it's going to become more and more mainstream. You know? I'm kind of jealous of very young people because they will grow up not having to apologize for video games. Yeah, in the way that 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 I don't know, certainly people my age, like I'm even talking to people the same age as me, who are going like, really playing video games? Yeah, as if it's okay for them to watch, say, Strictly Come Dancing. Or yeah. Coronation Street, yeah. Um, or, or you know any 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 bad telly. If you if you spend an hour watching bad telly, you can't criticize someone for spending an hour playing a video game, which is nourishing in a lot of different ways. Sometimes emotionally, but all the time just hand eye coordination, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's really exciting that there's there's a whole from us onwards people yeah. aren't going to have to explain that anymore they're just going to be like yeah no this is what we do now yeah this is a part of life like you say yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. really cool yeah it's amazing um but you've been playing some non-vr games i have i have um it's uh, uh, two games have been taking up a lot of my time um well Ge- gears of war 4 came out right um and to my surprise it was very like smooth. Like it came, downloaded it, started playing it, okay. and I, I I really liked it. I really really enjoyed it. I think the new developers have done a great job with it. Um, story isn't like super strong or anything. It's more gears, I guess, um, and it didn't start out very strong. Um, the first act or so was I was losing interest. But then, is it a spoil? I I I know that you're playing the guy's son. Yeah, um, yeah. That, I, I don't think that's a spoiler. That's a, that. But do you? Is your relationship with the original character on screen at all? I do. Play yeah, I think I, like I think Marcus Phoenix has been in trailers as well. 
Um, so that's not really a spoiler. So there is, you do interact with Marcus Phoenix at least. Mm. Um, and the, the combat is the same. It's gears, like mm. going to cover, you reload by pressing, you know, doing the little quick time action. Um, and it, it was just, it was just great. It was great fun to be back in, uh, what, what do they call it? Terror. I think it's Terror. Mm. That's the planet's name. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the next one, really. Really? Already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Have they announced Gears of War 5? Um, no, but I'm like 95% sure they'll make it. So uh, when, when you say you, you're you looking forward to the next one, have you clocked four already? You completed it? And yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I did game? it in like three or four days. It oh, wasn't okay. super short. The campaign wasn't super short. And obviously there's horde mode and multiplayer sure. and stuff. I played a bit of horde mode, which was fun. Um, multiplayer I never was into Gears multiplayer mm. um, so I just stuck to Horde and it was really cool because uh, in certain parts of the campaign they've integrated Horde mode oh, nice. so you know you have to set up your defences and that kind of mm. stuff and you know you get waves of enemies coming into you I thought that was really cool That's, uh, that is nice yeah that's yeah. another thing about the language of video games as well they are incorporating lots of different types of games into yeah yeah that's fun yeah. Um, so but is there is there is partner play available? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can do split screen co op. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I finished it on on a hardcore, which is the second. To Did you go straight into hardcore? I went straight into hardcore. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, but obviously, there's a difficulty higher, which is insane. All right. Uh, but it insane is just I I I usually when I I try a game on the hardest difficulty, I'm like, oh, that's hard. But I can I can probably do this. Mm. I can probably do this. Okay. I didn't feel that way at all. I was like, <laughs> I cannot do this. Because I would I would spawn in uh, so so in hardcore, if you get downed, you still got a chance of getting back up. You know? So right. that is kind of like your crutch. That's your kind of uh, uh you know your healing, sure. I guess. Um often they do just come with a grenade and just jam it into your head and you die. <laughs> but hardcore was manageable. In this one, there's none of that. So you just die straight away. Mm. So if there's a lucky grenade, some which happens quite often. They mm. throw a lot of grenades, mm. the enemies. Mm. And and it's just over like that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so I, I decided to skip insane. I saved myself some stress. Yeah, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds too hard, yeah. Yeah. And the other game is uh, I just started playing on Friday, I think. Civilization Six. Oh, really? That game. Uh, it's... Civilization has always been like this for me. I'll sit down to play it, and suddenly it's five hours later. Amazing. Uh, because you just get so lost mm. in it, and, and is Sid Meier still yeah like, yeah developing it? Right. yeah he's still part of it. Um, uh, the narration is Sean Bean, which is pretty cool, um, yeah. and it's it's just more Civilization, but mm. better. It's better. Is is better than five. I only really got on board around Civ Rev times. Civilization Revolution, which was okay. kind of a, that was kind of a user, not what like a. Well, to be honest, I started at five. Version. I started at five anyway. Okay. Um, it was the first time I discovered the game and I tried it out and I, I got really into it. Um, but then I stopped playing and I forgot how to play it. Right. <laughs> and then never went back to. It. But Civ Six, I'm 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 really really enjoying it. Um, there's a few little you know annoying things here, mostly to do with the UI. Okay. Uh, but other than that, it runs flawlessly, and mm. it's a it's a great game. I Which of those can you see it lasting a long time? Yeah, I can, I can. 
Um, I'm still I've I've spent like six or seven hours and I'm still on like the tutorial game. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Are you? Do you see yourself going back to Gears of War four anytime? Maybe to play through the campaign co-op with a friend mm. or something. But other than that, no, not really. Mm. Uh, maybe a bit of horde mode here and there. Because okay. I do, I do like even <coughs> though it's really basic, I do enjoy the combat of Gears of War. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same cool. time, there's not enough to bring me back, like, mm. constantly. Okay. Yeah. And I had to download it from the Windows Store, which was a pain, because I had to pay full retail price, which is 50 quid. Right. And then, on top of that, the Windows Store sucks, um, on PC at least. Mm. But one of the benefits is that, of that is I have it both on PC and Xbox One automatically. Mm. I just buy it once, I get it on both consoles, which is really cool. Mm. Yeah, that is that is good. Yeah. Have you been playing anything? I'm on like chapter three of my reverse Resident Evil saga um saga. Uh so I'm playing Resident Evil Four. Okay, cool. Um it's been a rough start yeah. to the project, obviously, with six starting the thing <laughs> off and then five. I quite like five. Quite like five six, was five was alright. Five was alright, I think. Six I couldn't get into. Six Six is is it's really weird that they didn't really push the 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 kind of partner mode thing, the split screen, because it it works really nicely in in Resident. Evil. Anyway, yeah. I'm not going to excuse it. It's not a good game. Too sprawling, <laughs> crazy, crazy storytelling, um, appalling. And it, yeah, playing Resident Evil Four really does remind you how tight the games used to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, the whole thing, the whole of Resident Evil Four is so obviously set across one day. And so obviously, yeah, it's it's great, and and it has it it it's it's repeating one effect it had on me when I first played it when I was younger, which is, um, that amazing kind of roller coaster feeling, the up of going, hang on, no, I'm getting quite badass now. My weapons are upgrading. I know how how to handle these bad guys, but then a different kind of bad guy comes along, and then suddenly, and, and or, or there's different numbers of them, a different layout to the thing, and suddenly you're 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 screwed again. And that, that feeling of kind of up and down is awesome. But the whole thing is obviously much less scary than it was. Because yeah. I don't know if, if, if getting older means I'm just generally less scared of stuff. But I think actually it's more that I remember the game so well. I remember every set piece really well. That famously, the one bad bit of Resident Evil 4 where you have to cover uh, Ashley, the little girl you're looking after, as she goes yeah. and does some stuff. <laughs> I found that so easy and so quick. I smashed it. I was just all over the the. What, the what did you first rifle. play it on? PS Two, I guess it was. Uh, was it one? PS Two. No, because it came out for GameCube originally. It was like an exclusive mm. for GameCube. Mm? I definitely had it on uh, on PlayStation at some point. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I reckon it must have been two, because I had it. Yeah, no, I, I think it was three. Because it came PS3, out three, really. Yeah, it's it, been it, really early. PC. It was exclusive for for the GameCube until it came out on the Wii, and then when it came out on the Wii, I think it came out on everything else. Oh, okay, yeah, that must be. Oh, yeah, that's a lot more recent than I remember it being. Holy yeah. smokes! I actually, I actually remember buying it on the GameCube and playing uh, it on the GameCube. Yeah, yeah. So I remember the GameCube pa- packaging and all of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because the, the the GameCube the, the GameCube had the best cover box the, the, the photo on the, on the front cover what it was, was just it? a it was just a it was all in red and, it was only red and black 
uh, and it was the sack-headed um, chainsaw. Oh, guy. right, Stood yeah. just his silhouette in the forest. Yeah. It was yeah, a cool image. I remember and, um, that, yeah, yeah. And it got everyone excited about Resident Evil 4. And Resident Evil 7, the trailers, like the game that it looks most like in terms of its setting is Resident Evil 4. Out of the Resident Evil games, um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's really fun to go back to four. It's it's a fun. It's basically an arcade game. It's great. It's 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 yeah. It's it's on. It's almost on tracks. It's so linear. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I I actually also uh, kind of went, not exactly, but I'm kind of going to go back on my word about Battlefield One. <laughs> All right. Um, so I obviously played played the the beta and I wasn't super impressed. Mm. It was good and stuff. Uh, and then uh, I've got EA Access, which gives me you know access to a bunch of uh, Origin games, oh, cool. EA games right. basically, um, and they give you like a ten hour demo for Battlefield One, so I, I fired it up thinking mm. I might as well use my ten hours, mm. um, and I'm really enjoying it. Right. I'm really enjoying it now. Okay. Um, I think it was the the map mm. that I was playing on initially in the beta that I didn't enjoy. Yeah. I tried a couple of the other maps and it's so much fun. And the campaign is genuinely good okay. for once. I've skipped all Battlefield campaigns <laughs> uh, in the past, but this one is genuinely really, really, really good. Okay, that's uh, cool. So yeah, I'm, I haven't bought it yet, but I think I'm probably going to mm. end up buying it. Yeah. Nice. Is it yeah. intense? It is pretty intense. Mm. It is pretty intense. It's, it's, it's the best, like I, I've said this before as well, it's the best at capturing war. You know, it felt it's the it's the most immersed I've been in a war game ever, hands down. Wow, that's hands amazing. Down. That's what you want. That's the yeah. the, the best war game. Sure, I'm still know. absolutely crap at it. <laughs> I'm sure. terrible at it, but it's a lot of fun. Mm. I I did want to go through some news if that's alright with you. Of course, I I um, I was just looking at what's kind of coming out soon. Oh well, there's there's one game I was super excited to play, but I decided not to buy it. Alright, what's that? Uh, because I, what I've read about it is Paper Mario Sticker Star. So Paper Mario is a series of RPGs in which you play as Mario, mm-hmm. but your the world setting is like pieces of paper. Right. So you're 2D pieces of paper cool. in kind of like a 3D world. Sure. Um, I think the first one was N64, which was amazing. Mm. Then there was one in GameCube, which again was absolutely incredible. Friggin' loved it. Um... <laughs> uh, then there was Super Paper Mario on the Wii, okay. which which wasn't as good as the first two, but it was decent. I really enjoyed it. It's got incredible humour. Mm. It's like some of the funniest game game experiences I've ever had, and that's surprising. Mm. Like from coming from Mario and Nintendo, yeah. you know. Um, and then they released one for the 3DS called Paper Mario. Um, something or other mm. sticker star I think it was okay um, and they completely changed the battle system and it ruined the game for me I know and now um, they've come out with Paper Mario uh, Color Splash for the Wii U and it looks incredible it mm. looks like so much fun like I've seen a couple of the dialogue clips mm. and stuff and it just looks so hilarious but they've taken the 3DS battle system and put it onto the Wii U. I know. Uh, it's slightly different, but it looks just as bad. And oh, I'm, that's a shame. I, I don't think I'm ever going to play it because of, for that reason. Oh, man. Which is a, a real shame. It's a real shame. I'm, I was going to ask you about, like, 
what you thought of all the games that are coming out that are basically remasters or or, or revisiting quite old properties. Um, is there is there a kind of consensus? Like you've got the Bioshock collection, the Arkham collection, Skyrim's coming out, remastered for PlayStation. It's the same as the PC release, isn't it? Um, I feel I feel like a lot of the games that you just mentioned are it's a bit too soon for like a remaster or something like Call of Duty Four is coming out with a remaster. Um, right. That came out in two thousand seven. I want to say. Okay. Uh, I remember playing. It, and that's almost ten years. I feel like. Is that that's allowable? Yeah, I mean, Bioshock yeah. came out. Uh, like I think it was earlier than that. One, yeah, but yeah. Infinite feels like it was just yesterday. Infinite's not being remastered though. Isn't it? No, it's just one and two. So in the Bioshock collection, you don't get... You infinite. get one and two remastered and infinite. Just infinite as it was infinite for normal, PS3 yeah. or yep. 360. Oh. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> right. Um, so, like, I, I, have, I don't have a problem with it. Mm. Like, if I'm not interested in it, I'm not going to buy it, basically. Sure. And the, Sky, the good thing about the Skyrim remaster on PC, at least, is if you own it, they're going to upgrade you for free. Yeah, that's nice. Which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, there's so many mods for <laughs> for like PC and stuff that it's not really mm. an issue. Um, there's mods and use for Fallout and Skyrim, finally for the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Limiting uh, it to one gigabyte. Yeah, which is going to be quite difficult. And you can only use the assets that are in the game. Yeah, which makes it really, yeah. Which really limits it quite a bit. Yeah, massively. Yeah, unfortunately. Sony have been really weird about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, or at least that's how the media has painted it. And Sony are being weird at the moment. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Maybe they're getting nervous about um, uh, the Nintendo Switch. Really? What's the, what's no, the they're not, probably not. But the Nintendo Switch, Nintendo's new console. Okay. It's, the, the, it's basically a tablet. Right. Um, which you can dock. Have you have have you had a chance to see the trailer or anything for it? No. So it's it's essentially just a tablet. You can pull it out and just start playing it. Like okay. Um, it's got two controllers attached to the side, so you could pull off those controllers, combine them into one, and use them as a con- like controller, uh, like a small screen or something, or on your TV. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can rip them apart and use them as two controllers, two little controllers to play like Mario Kart. Uh, and stuff wow um, that's awesome and it looks like I was convinced that whatever Nintendo's next console is I was going to be like no I'm, I'm sceptic I'm mm. not going to play it mm. I don't really like the look of it mm. but they have sold me yeah that they sounds have absolutely really sold me because considering one of the games they demoed on it somebody sitting on a train or whatever playing Skyrim playing Skyrim on a train or okay. a plane yeah. Or in in a car or something. Holy wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So I'm uh, I, I hate to say I'm super excited for that. Mm. No, uh, that's, that's, and they had a little clip of Zelda as well, which you know, you know I have a thing for. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. Yeah. Wow. I um. That's got me. That's really exciting. The new tech. Is being really exciting at the moment. Yeah, that does make me excited because all the games I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for, aren't coming out until like next year. 
um, like like Biohazard and like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, you just called it Biohazard. Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> Resident Evil Seven colon Biohazard. Um, that's one of those. But that was the original name of Resident Evil. Th- that's the name in Japan. They call it Biohazard. I love Japanese names for things. Yeah, it's much better. Yeah. I remember DuckTales. Do you remember the DuckTales game was on Nintendo? Based on the TV show, the cartoon DuckTales. Yeah, I had that. <laughs> In Japan, that was called Naughty Duck Dreamtime. <laughs> Even though the show was called DuckTales over there. They had DuckTales as a property. They still changed it to Naughty Duck Dreamtime. Yeah, why not? So Biohazard actually makes more sense than Resident Evil. Resident it Evil does. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. It does. I actually uh, saw the trailer for the latest Resident Evil movie and I was thinking to myself this is exactly the same as the movie that came out before mm. what is different? <laughs> Nothing they, they, they've made a point about this new movie that they are kind of repeating the same beats as Resident Evil 1 which is I, I was so disappointed yeah they had the scene with the lasers from mm. the first movie yeah. in, in the trailer I was like meh um, Paul W.S. Anderson went to my university a couple of years above me, a few years above me. Um, he's the writer-director of, of, of most of the Resident Evil films. Hmm. And Event Horizon and Soldier with Kurt Russell. So he's made a lot of really bad movies. Um, and, and, and actually, I liked Event Horizon when it came out, but I watched it recently. It doesn't... It doesn't, doesn't hold up. No, 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 it's bad. But... Um, yeah, he, he, he said he made Resident Evil because he likes the games, but there's no evidence in the, in the movies that he's ever seen the games, apart from, like, he might have been shown a couple of uh, the, it, design... The, yeah, the creatures mm. are, are similar, but that's mm. about it. Whatever they had, like, in the first movie, they had the liquor. Yeah. Um, and, and that was pretty much the only similarity. And in that new film trailer, there was a there seemed to be a shot of... Um, Nemesis. Nemesis, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nemesis is actually in one of the older ones as well. Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not that I watched them. Sure. <laughs> I think I've got them on all on. I think I've got the first five on Blu-ray for some reason. I think I like, <laughs> saw an HMV for like ten quid or something. I was like, yeah, that's that's a reasonable investment. <laughs> I think I was wrong. Um, I mentioned uh, this is just a really brief thing. I mentioned um, well, we've mentioned both Fallout and Justin Roiland. Mm. Um, there is news about Rick and Morty. They are definitely going to try try and have it out, third series this year. Oh please, please! It's, it's, I I rewatched uh, the first two seasons recently, mm. and uh, I I could I could watch it again. Mm. I could just sit down and watch the yeah. whole thing again. It's it's end, it's really really repeatable. The writing is really good. Yeah. The jokes because of the way the jokes are done, the way the dialogue is done, they're not they won't get old anytime soon. Any of the jokes in it is so good. Um, but they're gonna try and get it out by December. Okay, cool. That's that's the the vibe. They're, it's written. It's being animated. It'll get voiced, and then retouched, and and hopefully out for December. Yeah. But if you can't wait that long, <laughs> someone has recreated the entirety of the Purge episode in Fallout Four. Oh so, really? Yeah, it's really fun. They've, all they've done is they've taken the soundtrack to the show and recreated it with like they've added a couple of like visual like Fallout style gags into it and some editing gags and and stuff. But it's basically it's it's <laughs> it's it's it's, uh, it's 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 that episode of Rick and Morty, but 
just done in the Commonwealth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's and with, it's with, been a long time since I've watched uh, a machinima like that. Mm. I guess um, I used to watch Red versus Blue. Oh, which yeah. was Halo. Um, that was a, that was a that's a seminal show. Those guys are still yeah yeah they're, they're they're big now. They're quite mm. big. They've got uh, their own anime and everything mm. as well now. Um, Rooster Teeth. That's it. Yeah, Rooster Teeth. Yeah, the, the new show. Oh, what's it called? Oh, with Sam Levine. It looks oh. really good. I can't remember it. Oh well. Um, yeah, yeah. Rooster Teeth though. Yeah, good. Yeah, so it's been. I, I remember seeing the Matrix thing. Uh, they did in Halo as well. Uh, that was really cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out. <laughs> yeah, it's out. fun. Actually, <laughs> I, I saw a little clip of uh, in Skyrim. Somebody had modded in a Mesix. Really? Uh, you have a little Mesix box. You shake it. A Mesix appears, and then you can tell it to do stuff. You can tell it to go get you some gold. That's <laughs> yeah. Ooh, can do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we should have Mesix in real life. No, no. I wish. Uh, people who would abuse them. I don't them, know, man. Such I a... would use them properly. What would you, what, like? Uh, no, I would just give them simple tasks. I would f- always feel bad about it. It doesn't matter how many times you tell me that, like Morty says in the episode, they're in pain if they can't do something for you. It's their, their raison d'etre is to do something for you. I would still have a problem with, with, with telling it to do something but I think I, I think the beauty of it is that um, they created it looking totally different from humans like blue not totally different it still they, stands I mean they're right humanoid and a human voice they're humanoid but they're, they're so different like they're, they're bright blue and you know I, I don't think I'd feel bad if I knew that if I knew, knew all that but if they spoke with that really pitiful voice <laughs> and, uh, and then just watch it die. <laughs> like, as soon as it's done something for you, it dies. It doesn't oh. die, though. It goes, poof. <laughs> that's not... That's the same. That's the same. It's sadder, in a way. Because they cease to exist. Oh, man, I can't wait for the third season. Yeah, yeah me yeah, too. Me really too. Good. something I'm really looking forward to. Something else I'm really mm. looking forward to now is uh, Red Dead 2. Yeah, the trailer's out. And yeah, the trailer it was could... out of nowhere. Like, mm. they, they had... Um, they they changed their logo into the rockstar changed their logo on Twitter to red, basically, um, and then people started talking about it. And then one day later, they released a picture of of um, seven you know characters against the sunset. Mm. And then the next day, they released a trailer. Mm. It's absolutely crazy. So, the trailer is beautiful. Yeah, it shows a lot of a lot of variety, which was one maybe problem with the first game was that like it took a fair old time to get to anything different from 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 desert do you know what i mean there was that kind of pocket of forest up in the top left yeah <laughs> um and mexico was really boring there was just nothing in it do you remember whereas yeah. this seems like it's got a lot of different terrain a lot of different wildlife yeah yeah beautifully rendered obviously yeah um but not a huge amount of gameplay in that trailer. Yeah, but I mean, I, I I'm I'm pretty confident that they're gonna do a good job. I mean, GTA Five uh, was really good. It was really mm. good. It's a properly good game. Do you think? I mean, do we? Is John Marsden in that trailer ostensibly? Yeah, he is. It's gonna be about his old gang. Yeah, it's a prequel. Uh, I don't know. That's what everyone's saying. 
I'm not entirely. I'm not too sure. Well, this this is a, a bit of a spoiler for Red Dead One, but okay. It it if it's got John Marsden in it, it can't but, be a yeah. sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, but who said? I, I, did you? Was John Marsden actually in that trailer? I thought he was just unscarred and unbearded, but there's a character who looks quite a lot like him. Right, maybe, maybe, maybe it's maybe, not. Maybe maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe I'm just stupid. Then. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 it. The gang of seven people do seem to relate to Marsden's old. The, the gang that he talks about in Red Dead One. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, then I mean, I guess it probably is a prequel. Then. But do you think it'll have? It's clearly you know Red Dead Redemption One was just about that one guy. The seven but, of them kind of implies they're going to do a whole Grand Theft Auto Five style character sw- switching uh, thing. That's a good shout. That's very. Well, there's got to be a reason why they're, they're they're showing all seven of them rather than. There's no. Ostensible... I just don't know why they would call it. Uh, actually, they haven't actually called it Red Dead Two, have they? I don't know. There is a logo saying Red Dead Redemption Two. So why would they make two a prequel? They might come up with it. That... They can change names. That film, The Woods, became Blair Witch like a month before it got released. Okay. Um, they can but, no, but generally, if they plan to do that, uh, especially like companies like uh, Rockstar, you know, big AAA kind of company like that, I don't know if they were going to plan to change that later. I think they would have just called it Red, Red Dead. For now, like as a working title, mm. or Red Dead something, Red Dead yeah. something, yeah, Red Dead Retribution, Revolution. This one's called no. Revolution, right? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I just I made that just, up. I think you just made that up. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. Red Dead Revolution. I like that name. That sounds more <laughs> like a third one in the trilogy, though. Red Dead Revenge. No, that is. Revenge. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, there's seven. There's seven. They're clearly. I think it points to a prequel because there's seven characters. I know this is kind of circular thinking a little bit, but if Marsden is one of the playable characters in the the game and and it's a prequel, then you know he can't die. There's always there's always a possibility that it's a flashback. Like all this mm. is just going to be a flashback, mm. and you're going to be picking up somewhere else, some, something related to it. Yeah. You know? Um, so I it suppose could be just, anything. I'd be happy for it not to involve details. John Marsden at all. Yeah, he have to. yeah. His story was told in that first game, and yeah, and yeah. Oh, it'd be whatever it is, it's going to be awesome. Grand Theft Auto didn't need continuity of characters. Yeah. So yeah, because it's big enough, you spend enough time with these guys that. Yeah, and I really, I, I, I miss, I miss playing Red Dead Redemption. Like it was a unique experience, even though it was, you know, technically sandbox game mm. thing but the setting just made all the difference you know mm. the horse actually was a good horse mm. you know? it works the best horse mm. that I've played in the game so mm. far yeah yeah amazing um, oh I still haven't played the witcher I hear the horse in the witcher's <laughs> no no terrible absolutely <laughs> right. terrible <laughs> um, can't be as bad as the Assassin's Creed horses flip those guys <laughs> Assassin's Creed 2 ugh I, I, I need to play Syndicate like, I have it, and I just haven't got around to playing it. That's the problem with Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. Like, when are you going to... Oh, let's put on an Assassin's Creed game. No, never going to happen. 
Maybe. I don't know. I, 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 that said, I have gone back to Black Flag. Quite I, I do intend to go back to Red Dead Redemption and play it again. Um, so. Yeah, me too. That's a good idea. I hadn't even thought of doing that, but yeah. I mean, as long as... What, what I hope is that Red Dead Redemption 2 will have um, not just one mission where you have to go and pick a, a whole shitload of flowers for a guy, for his wife, who turns out to be dead. I want like 20 of those. Because picking flowers is clearly the best bit of any game like that. You go out and kill, like... No, I'm joking, because it's, 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 it's the worst bit. But for some reason, I always... As soon as you get those, um, like, wildlife challenges, yeah, I, I, complete, I have to complete them. <laughs> and I have to complete them before I do side missions or main missions. Like, in, uh, yeah. in um, what was it called? Shadow of Mordor. I, I just went around picking weeds before I was even learning how to <laughs> swing a sword, you know? Random. And Red Dead had so many of those. So many of those. I can block those up. I remember trying to get the 10. I was so far ahead on the on the kind of challenges thing, the pit, the the skin like hunting challenges compared to the main mission that I was massively underpowered for what it's like said get five bear skins and I was like level 2 wandering into the forest going yeah I can do this just basically getting mauled to death over and over again <laughs> like bear after bear after bear nothing I can do and they take ages to find um <laughs> yeah terrible Speaking of uh, GTA, quickly, um, I'm I'm so happy that I'm starting to see Stephen Ogg, um, who played Trevor, um, in TV shows. What's he been in? He's in Walking Dead. He's in um, and he's in Westworld as well. As soon as you said that, I thought I knew who he is. I know who he is in Walking Dead. He's Simon, yeah. Yeah. Negan's yeah. Negan's right hand man. Of course, yeah. that's Trevor. Ah, good for him. Yeah. He's really good in in Grand Theft Auto. That's yeah. A, it's going to be. Again, that thing about apologising for video games, it's going to be hard for him. People, people who meet him are going to say, dude, you, 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 you gave one of the best performances ever. Yeah. But his actor colleagues aren't going to know what the hell yeah. they're talking about. Yeah, but I mean, he's got a massive following just because of his portrayal of mm. Trevor. He's got a massive following already. So I think that's going to... I think it's big enough to continue on into into Walking Dead and these other shows and stuff. And it's clearly that he's getting work based off of GTA five, I think. Sure. You know? Um so yeah, I'm just super happy to see him in like, Yeah. In Westworld he's got a very like it's like a like a really tiny role. But okay. uh, in Walking Dead it's it's a decent sized role. I can imagine uh Scott Gimple and I know Robert Kirkman is a fan of Grand Theft Auto. So yeah, I can imagine that. Uh, so what did you think of that first episode of The Walking Dead? <laughs> they uh, they spent the the majority of the episode just playing with with you. Mm. Um, I was shocked. I, I, I by the way, I knew who dies in the comics. Mm. Um, should we do a spoiler alert or? Something? I guess this is this is your official spoiler alert. Come back in. Like, I don't know, a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah, give it, give it five minutes. I sure. guess. Um, yeah, I was super shocked that. So I knew they killed off uh, Glenn in sure. the comic books, yeah. but I genuinely didn't think that was going to happen. And when they mm. killed um, Handlebars, Abraham, yeah, Abraham, um, 
I was like, okay, yeah, okay. I was that shocked. was everyone's reaction was, oh, okay, Abraham. Yeah. It's yeah. Abraham. Yeah. Fine. That but, they, makes... but I think they knew everyone was going to yeah, Absolutely, of course they did. And they killed him. Sorry. It's, so, it's really <laughs> harsh. Like, they, they, the way they did it. Right, I've got a couple of questions about it. Because obviously I, I, I've been reading the comics for a while. And the, from the moment that Glenn is hit, it's actually very similar to the comic books. The comic books, he's alive for a couple of pages trying to say, Maggie, I will find you with his eye coming out. It's nasty. And actually that, the makeup they did on him for that moment it, it is directly taken from the comics. Oh, really, is it? It's okay. nasty. Yeah. But uh, I found that, that whole sequence really harrowing, more harrowing than, than Walking Dead stuff usually is. I was so upset. It's such a horrible way for someone to die. Negan, again, despite what I know about him from the comic books, it, the TV show is separate enough for me to truly hate him in the TV show. Like, what a bad guy. I think it's amazing that I've oh, introduced okay. <laughs> such a bad guy. Yeah. Um, I, I hate him as in the cat. I want him to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to say that, isn't it? Without yeah, sounding yeah, like, exactly. like you're criticizing <laughs> it. He is an amazing bad guy. I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate Negan. I think the actor um, is awesome. Oh, what's his name? Je- uh, Jeffrey Dean. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Morgan. From yeah. yeah, I love him as a comedian. Uh, but yeah, I, I think he's going to be an amazing Negan. Negan in the comic books is 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 an extraordinary character. And he's doing it justice in the TV show for sure. Mm. What an evil, evil bastard! Um, do you think it is Daryl's fault that Glenn is dead? No. Why not? Um, I don't know actually. I was talking to Emma about this yesterday. It's like I said this, and she was like, "No." Well, I mean, he couldn't. He couldn't. Like, he couldn't have known that he was just going to go and kill someone else. You know? Yeah, but. Was Negan going to kill someone else? Because it seemed to me that like the se- the sequence of events that I saw was, yeah. um, he kept telling Rosita to sniff the bat, but or look at the bat with all the blood on it. Yeah. Daryl lost his rag, stood up and punched Negan in the face. Yeah. They were about to kill Daryl, and Negan went, "No, no, no. We'll save him for later." But these guys do need to know that this kind of behaviour cannot be tolerated. Yeah. And he kills Glenn. That seems to me like a causation, like that. That is a line of it's causality. It's causation, to me. but I, I, I don't, I, I don't think he can be blamed for it because it, it, it's, it was just like if, if he knew that. I don't know. This is. This, never... I, I think this is like a lot bigger than Walking Dead. <laughs> this, this, this subject matter. Daryl's never um, worried about consequences. He's acted on emotion. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's his fault. Like, if it went to a court, you can he could not be convicted of of aiding like or anything like that. Yeah. But would it have happened if he hadn't lost his rag? Hmm. But maybe he would have killed someone else. You know, maybe if somebody else got up and, and hit him, and he walked over to I don't know, uh, Carl. No, I don't think he would have killed Carl. Carl, like I'm thinking as the character, as Negan. As Negan, he would have. He could have killed someone else. I honestly thought Eugene was going to die. I was like, okay, I'm okay with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I like Eugene. I think he's the only he's the only kind of clearly comic character. Abraham had so many good one-liners. It's it's, it's I I think his as much as everyone went, oh, okay, it's Abraham. I think his presence will be missed. His presence will be felt. Uh, his absence will be felt a lot more than I think we know now. Yeah. Because there's no light relief in the show. All the light relief is dead now. Yeah. It's only Eugene. Yeah. So I watched it um, from. So I haven't. I didn't watch the last episode of last season until the day before I watched this new one. Um, So I no, not it was the day of actually. Earlier in the day, I watched the last episode of last season. Then in the evening, watched the the new one. That's good. And it was crazy how I went from oh Rick is such a badass (laughs) Mm. to fuck. I feel sorry for Rick. <laughs> mm. He's completely broken. Yeah. He does. And this is the thing. It's it's a very different world in season seven now suddenly. He does belong to Negan. Yeah. That that I, I thought he was gonna take Carl's arm off. I thought he was gonna let that happen. Yeah, me too. That's horrible. Me too. But but at the same time, it's a really tricky thing for them, I think, because they do have to treat the emotional fallout of seeing your loved ones and friends and, and, and colleague or like survival partners dying yeah. in a realistic way. But at the same time, no one watches The Walking Dead to watch Rick Grimes cry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we yeah. watch The Walking Dead to see them move forward and survive and, and grow and forge this new society and kick some zombie ass, mm-hmm. obviously. But we're already starting the season with Rick crying, and 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 and, and, and in in such a submissive state, it's Maggie, Maggie saying, "We're, we're gonna we're gonna fight. We're gonna t- get people ready because we're gonna fight." She's mm. she's, I think she, she hasn't done much in the last few seasons. In the comic books, she's a a legend, and I think they're gonna take her to that status now. She she is going to take over. I think it's quite clever in the comic books is motherhood something about being a mum kicks off this this leadership urge in her mm. and it's really exciting to watch I think they're kind of positioning her obviously with Glenn's death to, to take that role and for Rick to become more of a soldier but I think they're going to broaden the world as well because they've shown in the trailers for the for the new season um, a character with a tiger you seen that in the trailer no I haven't yeah, well, there's... there was those uh, centurion kind of dudes. Right. Um, by the way, if you're back after skipping the spoilers, it's still spoiler territory. No, less so. We're talking about the trailer now. Basically. Oh, oh okay. I think... No, but the centur- centurion dudes, the guys on horses, who uh, they encounter Morgan when he's with Carol. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they're they, they're a totally different group. It seems to me. Well, you got Jesus and his group on. No? Yeah, Jesus has been in it. I'm getting yeah, confused. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Jesus has, has his own place. Hilltop. Yeah, but, but aren't they under the thumb of... This Eagle? is the question. How many new settlements are they going to find and how many of them will they be introduced to by Negan? Negan's like, here's my network, you're going to be trading with this lot and this lot and this lot. Um, oh man, I want to tell you stuff about the comic books because it's so <laughs> exciting. There's 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 one thing in particular mm. about the comic books that no one except people reading the comic books now knows, and it's really fun to be watching people watch the TV show. Oh, uh, 
That's so good. It's so good. Anyway, no, I'll, I'll, mm, it's about it's, it's about it's about Negan. Okay. Um, but that's too spoilery. Oh, what a shame. Maybe in a couple of years' time, we'll, we'll do an edition <laughs> where I finally get to say, "Ah, oh, this is what was happening in the comic books two years ago." I think they're winding the comic book down now, though. Really? I think yeah, they're going to stop it in the next year, along with Invincible as well. It's Robert Kirkman's two longest-running uh, comic book properties. He's he's closing them down. Ah, oh, that's a shame. Um, well. It's been like 10 years apiece. It's kind of a long time to spend in that, in one world, you know. And it's been 10 years already? Wow. Walking Dead is uh, 13 years. Holy crap. Walking Dead is 13 years and Invincible is 11 or 12 years. Um, and Invincible, they can't... They, 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 I mean, it can only ever be a comic book because it's crazy and goes everywhere. Um, hey, talking of comic books... And that is, in podcasting, what we call a segue. Um, what do you think of Luke Cage? Um, okay, so... <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, uh-oh. Um, I, I, I love Daredevil. Sure. I loved uh, Jessica Jones. Which do you prefer out of those two? Or the two different to compare? Or I don't think they're too different to compare. But the, the, the funny thing is that... Whether I choose Daredevil or Jessica Jones, it's purely because of other characters in it. So okay. for Jessica Jones, it's Kilgrave. I yeah. absolutely loved Kilgrave. Mm. And for Daredevil, it's Punisher. Like, John Bernthal was, like, amazing, I thought. Mm. Um, but I don't know if I could choose. I'd probably say Daredevil, actually. I'd probably say Daredevil. Uh, but Jessica Jones was awesome. Mm. Um, Luke Cage was... I got a totally different vibe, which is cool. Like, uh, you know... It's nice that they did something different. Mm. Um, but the story, for me, it was the tempo of the story. that It just fell off. Mm. Like, it it had a build-up, then, a, like, a major twist in the middle. And then, after that, it kind of fell flat for me. Um, and then it got really interesting towards the end. And then, before the end, it was just totally anticlimactic. Mm. Um so I don't know I, it was it was okay you know I didn't hate it I didn't love it it was very very different and because like I'm not from Harlem obviously mm. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff a lot of references and stuff that I didn't understand obviously but clearly so, you're not supposed to they can't yeah. have made a whole TV show just for people who live in Harlem or, or yeah, understand yeah. the history of the area yeah and it's I don't believe there's any American like you know, ninety nine percent of Americans who don't live in in New York wouldn't yeah. get that stuff. Yeah. So a, it must be the idea point. must be to kind of draw us in in a, a different. I don't know. So, I I felt it, I felt it was a bit repetitive to be honest. Okay. I feel Luke Cage is a kind of weird character. They kind of want to have their cake and eat it with him, as in they want a really tough masculine guy. But who's also sensitive, sensitive enough to carry kind of weighty drama, and those two things, because those two things can't happen concurrently in that character, they have to happen separately, and so everything takes takes twice as long. Plus, um, I know that's kind of how that's how drama works. That's fine. Yeah. But when you add to that the fact that a 
someone needs to work out a new way of, of, of dealing with groups of, of criminals. Right. Because to play them off against each other has just happened in everything, not least Daredevil. Like, you've got to do something else. Yeah. Um, oh, he's playing them off against each other. Well, yeah, of course he is, because that's what you do now. In, if there's groups of gangsters, you just play them off against each other. Um, but that said, I think it's... I love the music in it, and I love him. The music was awesome. Yeah. And the Method Man cameo was awesome. <laughs> I don't remember that. Who did he play in it? Method Man. Mm. It was Method Man. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, no, there was... It was Method Man, there was someone else, wasn't there? There were quite a few... That actually, quite a few episodes have, like... Come in. There was the... I think the first or second episode had a... Quite famous jazz and soul guy. Oh, yeah. Like, looking him up yeah. and going, who are they talking about? And it was like, oh, right, this guy's actually who they're talking about in the show. Like, yeah. in, in terms of being a legend, he's... Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, a lot of love clearly went into making it. Yeah. And I'm glad they managed not to make it embarrassing, or frankly, racist, like the comics were. Yeah. They had a little bit of a throwback to the comics as well with the the yellow blouse and the, the yellow blouse and, and the, the gold the, the gold headband and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm. There's a lot of good telly out at the moment, and I haven't seen, like, we're in that kind of weird zone for films now. I think this is maybe why there's so much TV. I don't know. Halloween's always a good time for TV, anyway. Ash versus Evil Dead is is second season is out, and um, that's getting better and better. Mm. Actually, um, it's really funny. It's quite predictable again, but it's, yeah, it's funny and and very very crazy. Um, I have mean, you watched I, any of that? No, I haven't watched. I, I, you know what? I barely remember Evil Dead. Itself. Evil Dead Two is is still one of my favourite films. It's um, it's a classic comedy horror. Yeah. With one of the best screen performances ever from Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Um, Ash versus Evil Dead is 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 literally just a, it, this is what the dude is like thirty years on, and he accidentally he, he in the first episode he gets he gets stoned and accidentally wakes the dead again, <laughs> and um, but he's this time he's like a guy in his fifties <laughs> and he's finding it really hard to deal with it and. Uh, like I, I really like Bruce Campbell himself. Oh, he's amazing. He's really cool. Yeah, and his performance is always amazing. And it's all it's all that group. It's the Evil Dead, Xena. It's the same guys who made uh, Xena and Hercules and they're back together. So that's nice. They go back to the original cabin in, in the finale of season one. But this season's all about, like, getting to know Ash's backstory. And I liked him when he was just a, a lunk who turned up in a film not really knowing what was going on. And now we're kind of finding out about his childhood and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, the guy who wrote no wrote I think he wrote and well he certainly directed it Fede Alvarez did the remake of Evil Dead which I thought was quite good but I'm a horror guy and I thought it, like their only mistake in that film was calling it Evil Dead because basically it was just a horror film mm. and all they were going to do by calling it Evil Dead was piss off Evil Dead fans because yeah. it's nothing like it it doesn't have any of the comedy for a start it's intense but not funny um, but the guy who directed that directed a film recently called Don't Breathe have you seen okay. that? no I haven't it's, it's a great film it's a really really good film I love films that are mostly set in one place like you've got to do a real you've just got to be really inventive and clever with what you do yeah. and, and 
Don't Breathe is a, is a really, really good movie. It's pretty much entirely set in one house. It's about three thieves in Detroit um, who find out that this old guy is uh, basically sitting on a pile of cash in his house. And so they decide to break into this old guy's house. And this old guy is blind. So they think it's going to be really easy to kind of break into his house and get the money. The guy's blind anyway. And they're out of there. But it turns out this guy was blinded in like a black ops mission uh, in in like in the Middle East or something and he's basically a, it, it makes no difference that he's blind he is badass basically and he turns the lights out on them and so like evens the you know evens the odds and, and, and yeah I think you've actually yeah you've, uh, I think you've actually this. mentioned this to me. on the podcast or outside I'm not entirely sure hopefully not on the podcast <laughs> oh man I'm still going on about it I saw it twice I, did, I loved it I'd recommend that that film. I, 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 I saw. I watched the first episode of uh, Westworld last night. How was that? The production value is absolutely like mind blowing. Mm. Like the level they went up to. It's it's HBO has so much cash mm. <laughs> because Please. honestly, it's movie quality. It is movie quality, and of course, the cast is movie quality mm. as well, with Ed Harris and Anthony Hopkins in it. Yeah, that's you know, crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, and the first episode didn't give away too much. Okay. Like, it, it was a good intro, I felt. Like, uh, I'm looking forward to watching episode two. Uh, is there a point of... Can you tell what the story is going to be across the season yet? Yeah, a, a little bit. Um, I, as far as... Well, I mean, it's it's got to be about kind of the rebellion of, of you know, the robots. Right. Pretty much, but you've only seen there's only the seeds. But of that. that's the only thing they've given away. Right. Um, there's there's some seeds of other stuff in there, um, and as it's the first episode, I'm going to give some spoilers. Um, Ed Harris's character is going around just killing robots, and nobody, you're not quite sure what he's trying to do. Right. He's just being a bad guy, mm. um, and it's quite intriguing because I want I want to know what he's going to do. Mm. Um, but the, the the rest of the plot is all about how um, these robots are treated really badly because you know nobody considers them human. Mm. Um, and, but now some of them are showing signs of you know being conscious that there is a world around them and they are treated like this. Right. You know they're treated poorly right. by human beings, um, and that's kind of where it ends. I guess the first episode. Okay. So yeah, that's enough to keep me yep. keep me watching. Yeah, that's good. That makes me want to watch it for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, a, yeah. We talked about it a little bit earlier on. I, I I'm <coughs> a massive fan of the the movie, mm. but it sounds like they're doing much more complex things with the TV show. Obviously, yeah. they can. They have got time to. But the film is so it's very linear. Just a guy gets chased by a robot basically for two hours. It's the Terminator, but set in in the Western world. I yeah. think it came out before Terminator. Um, but yeah, oh, that's exciting. I'm definitely going to watch it. And John, Jonathan Nolan is a clever man, the writer. Is J.J. Abrams actually, like, can you feel his his hand, his guiding hand on it? Or is he just uh, exactly, like, from a distance? I don't know, a little bit. Hmm. Um, even, even if you can, I don't, I don't mind it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I like J.J. Well, to be honest, I haven't seen any lens flares. So, so maybe not, you know. What did I watch recently? Oh, it was uh, um, 
lens flares is now the language of sci-fi. As in, uh, it was it was Dan Trachtenberg, fucking excuse me, JJ's um, protege in a way, um, doing uh, 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 that episode playtest for Black Mirror. The second the guy walks into the lab, it's lens flare everywhere. Lens flare crazy for like two minutes. You're like, oh, okay, you are telling us we are now in the sci-fi bit of the show because <laughs> there's lens flare. Um, do you know what? I watched the trailer, trailer two for Rogue One. I I haven't. I haven't. Watched You're avoiding all things. I haven't watched any trailers. Okay, well let's move on then. No, go on, go on. I'll tell you what, man. I am on. Board. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Big time. It's it's a Star Wars movie, but it's different. It looks like a war movie or a spy movie or a, it's it's a it, it is a different type of movie. It looks different. That's good. That's good. I'm yeah. into, I yeah. mean, that's what the whole expansion of this universe in terms of movies uh, is about. They're going to do different kind of genres and. Mm try different things which yeah. is really and exciting they, they seem to have succeeded whether or not whether or not that in itself is successful with the audience I don't know it'd be weird to watch a Star Wars war movie and like to, to casual fans of the Star Wars films what's it going to mean to them like why is there enough of a pull to go and see a, a thing that doesn't relate to like I can imagine a lot of people not everyone's informed. Not everyone knows stuff about film when they, before they go and see it. Yeah. I think the majority of people actually aren't geeks and just go and see movies because yeah. they're out. Yeah. I wonder how many people are going to sit down to Rogue One and go, "Well, where's, where's Kylo Ren? Where's 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 Ray? Mm. Um, why didn't why aren't Finn and and, and Poe Dameron in this? Um, I, because the story is it's such a weird story to have chosen. Mm. Given that they're doing like a, a supposedly a Boba Fett spin-off, they're, they're, they're certainly doing the the, the cast that Han Solo spin-off, yeah, yeah. and they've just cast Lando Calrissian as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, as well, um, Donald Char- Trump. Char- yeah, Charles Gambino. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, when I heard that, I was both, I was I was so ambivalent about it when I heard that casting. I was like, yes, a yes, of course, but b oh really, Donald Glover is perfect for that role. Which is makes he? me think, uh, yeah, he's going to be a cheeky, uh, 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 cheeky gambling scumbag like Han. Yeah, I guess so. This is before he owned a cloud city okay, and was yeah. under the thrall of, yeah. of, of of the empire. I guess so. I, I I'm not that like I I love Donald Glover in um, in Community, but I haven't seen anything else that I was really impressed by. Like he was in. Um, Martian? Yeah, he was in The Martian. As a really kind of nervy guy. Yeah, I really didn't like that. I didn't but was like that, it. I, 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 I started off going, ooh. But then I thought, oh, is that just because he's not playing the same character he does on Community? And that's what I like Maybe. seeing him do. Maybe. And Childish Gambino. But watch Atlanta. Oh, yeah, his, Atlanta. his, his yeah, show. His okay. TV show. Yeah. It's about, weirdly, it's about a rapper in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. He does not play the rapper. Okay, cool. <laughs> he plays... The rapper's kind of best friend, but um, it's it's really good, you know. Okay. It's really good, um, okay. and he's really good, and it's. Yeah, it I mean, he's super talented. Like his music is awesome. Exactly. You know? uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's the track? Oh man, it's called something like Trap Pants or Tracksuit Pants. 
Oh, I understand. Um, the chorus is like the, the the refrain is like, "You do me, man, and I'll do you. no. You, you, I'll, I'll, <laughs> you do you, man, and I'll do me." Yeah, that <laughs> not the other way around. If, you, if it's the other way around, that, that means something very, very different. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the, but that track was amazing. I really, um, really like uh, 3005. He did a track called 3005, okay. which is really good. I'll check it out. Yeah. Nice, but um, but Rogue One, back all the way back to Rogue One. I don't, I can't wait to see it, but I, I'd be very surprised if if Disney make the money off it they think they might be going to make. I mean, it's got the Star Wars name on it. Like is that enough. Yeah, I guess it's yeah, not. I think it is. I think it is. Even if Seven was like, even like I mean, I I like Seven, but even if Seven was the worst movie ever, mm. I st- still think people would go and watch the next one. Well, Warner Brothers have kind of shown it doesn't matter how many bad movies you put out, there will be an audience for them because they'll hope that the next one is better. Yeah. Um, but Star Wars Seven is good. It pleased a lot of people, and the only people who got weird about it were they're going to watch it 10 times anyway so yeah from a financial point of view who cares but it does have to be good it has to be legit yeah or else it's going to be really embarrassing yeah um <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 uh the main actor in it i can't remember her name she was in um the theory of everything I was up for an mm. oscar for that and and she's been in a few things She's got quite big front teeth. Yeah, she's I don't remember her name. Um, but she looks like she's going to be really good in it. Cool. Yeah. And they've given for, for keeping spoiler. It's good to keep spoiler free, obviously, yeah. if you can. Well, I, I, I rarely say, do. I rarely do it. Um, to be honest, I end up watching trailers all the time. Mm. But I felt like for this, I might as well just stop because I, I by the time trailer three came out, I just hadn't watched the first one by coincidence. Mm. So I was like, I might as well not watch any trailers mm. and just go and see it blind. You know, all I've seen is a poster. That's about it. And I've heard, I've read, and I've heard a few things about it. Um, you know, about when it's going to be set in terms of the timeline. Um, right. But you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm genuinely looking the trailer. To it. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. No spoilers for this, but. I will say that I know what the story is now having watched the trailer. Okay. Like I'm in no doubt as to what Okay, okay. who everyone is and what the missions are and all that shit. Right. So that's interesting they have given that much away. But yeah. I just want to say one last there's one last film. Have you heard of Man vs Snake? No. Do you remember... No, there's no reason why you'd remember. No one remembers this. There was a game called Nibbler. Okay, yeah, no. <laughs> um, back in the early 80s, it was an arcade game, and basically it was like Caterpillar, or it's kind of like Snake, the Nokia okay, Snake, yeah. where you move around a, a kind of maze thing, excuse me, move around a maze thing, and you eat blobs, and each time you eat a blob, you, your, your body grows, mm-hmm. and eventually you're, you're too big, and you'll circle into yourself or hit a wall or something. Uh, Man vs. Snake is a documentary... Um, about the world champion of Nibbler being brought out of retirement now to come back to play a championship of it. Um, it's it's amazing. That's all. I'll, that's all I'll say. Man vs Snake. It might it it might be my recommendation of the episode. Is it 
cringy or no it's really uplifting yeah it's really uplifting and and uh, about why people are fans of things and why people choose to be perfection to be perfect at something perfectionists or or, or why um, it's 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 kind of sad in a way because it's about obsession but no it's, it's good it's, it's a happy film it's really uplifting and cool. okay yeah cool. I'd recommend it Man vs. Snake um, but I don't know if that no it can't be that can't be my overall the only thing I can recommend, like my 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 episode recommendation, would have to be to spend like, say, more than half a thousand pounds on playing uh, Super <laughs> Nintendo's accounting game, because um, it th- that that well, I mean, it's, will it's, make that twenty minutes of your life. To be fair, worth. it's more like two and a half grand. Because you've got to think about the PC as well. <laughs> Flip, if you're starting from scratch, okay. Spend several thousand pounds on what will be one of the funniest 15 minutes of your life. <laughs> I've got to say my recommendation of the, ga- uh, the game of the day mm. is, uh, of the episode even, uh, probably Battlefield 1. Really? <laughs> Over Civ 6? I thought, I'm sure you're going to go for Civ 6 or Gears 4. Yeah. No? No. I'm going to say Battlefield 1. <sighs> what on that bombshell? I think we might have to drop out of boss mode. Yeah. And check it yeah. out. Yeah. So don't forget, if you're not subscribed, subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, follow us on Twitter. Uh, where else are we? We're even on SoundCloud now. If you use SoundCloud, I guess. We're offering very special rewards um, for anyone who gives us a five-star rating. We can't announce what those rewards are just yet, but yeah. we will. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Bye.